Welcome to Fit Talk with Nick. I'm your host, Nick Rodriguez, and this is the show where we cover a broad range of health and wellness topics. Um, today, we're going to go over the knee joint health, um, how to manage it, and basically how to take care of it and progress um, in range of motion and just overall use. Um, so let's get started. Hopefully, everybody is feeling all right. Allergy season. I mean, at least for me, my eyes are a little itchy. My nose has been running. I'm getting a slight little cough. No, I'm not sick. However, I want to rub my eye until it falls out of my head. Only happens during allergies. So, as I said before, we are going to go over knee joint health today. Um, last episode, we went over the foot and the ankle. So, this pretty much follows up immediately right after. They do go um, hand in hand. So, don't neglect the foot and ankle and only focus on the knee. Because anything below the knee or above it, really, is going to affect how it operates, okay? So... Anybody who ever had a knee injury knows how important it is. You need that thing to walk, all right? It's basically a hinge joint, so back and forth. It's only used for flexion and extension. A little bit of rotation, but if you're not doing it properly, that's how you're going to tear your ACL. Um, But there's a ton of basically positioned in the knee. I mean, the knee is a mess. It's literally bone, cartilage. You got ligaments. Um, You got the muscles basically meeting there. You You got the patella right in the middle. People dislocate that all the time. The knee is basically very prone to injury because there's so much action happening at one point. So it's actually really easy to injure, Um, especially when people are moving wrong or kind of like their force, the force is just not transmitted right. And the best way I can apply that is imagine like a basketball or football player cutting that cut when they go from left to right and they push off if their knee twists. Um, that's cause for an injury. Like that can happen. It looks disgusting. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend looking it up, especially if you're in the sports field. Um, but it's very important that that knee is stable. Um, because if it's not stable, when that foot hits the ground and goes for that push off, that knee is going to wobble. And that just puts you in a bad disadvantage for that movement. So it's very important to focus on knee stability, foot and ankle mobility. Okay. Knee stability. Work on it. So the types of things that can happen to your knee as we all know, it's like osteoarthritis. You got your ACL tears, you got MCL tears, PCL tears, anything with the ligament can tear. Bones can break, whether it's uh, higher or below. Uh, you could tear a meniscus, cartilage could wear out, just like it does in arthritis. And something crazy that I found out 25% of adults have knee pain. It's not shocking to me based on how many people I talk to. And it's, it runs rampant, like in the military community. And it makes sense. I mean, you, if you're rocking, you have these heavy packs on, you're running with all this gear constantly, not just a little bit. People in the army, man, they, they work, they hustle. That does a lot of wear and tear on your body. So I actually work with a guy that was in the army or air force. I can't remember which, but he did it for a very long time. And his knees, his ankles all jacked up. And it's just something that, be pretty much caught on. It's that overuse injuries that can happen when you're doing things consistently. When you're in the army, you're running 10 miles a day. You're going to feel it at some point. You may not feel it then because you're so young, but you will feel it after. Um, there's some interesting studies on that. And I have not looked at those bad boys since college though. So I'm not even going to act like I'm so privy to it. However, talk to people who are in the military, ask them, see how they're doing. Cause you're going to see there's a lot of, uh, a lot of relevance I'd say in that like they all have injuries from the from the hips down it's not the best thing um you would think that the army would invest in a lot of like recovery and wellness 
like programs or anything for their soldiers. Because think about it. If you're running all that and you're really not used to it, in some cases, you're literally pulling somebody off the street, taking them to basic, whipping them into shape so quick, um, and essentially just having them adapt to all that physical work with no prep. I mean, hopefully they prep before. If they do, fantastic. If they don't, then that's a mistake. I would not take any basic tests without prepping. That's just me, though. Um, But with these people, whenever they start doing that, they have to adapt to it. Once they do, they don't really have much to worry about. But what if their joints don't catch up fast enough? Um, That's something definitely to be looked at. Anybody who's in the military or anybody who's doing like some really demanding occupation, firefighting, EMS, um, anything that's hard on your knees, whether going up and down flights, a lot of running, or a lot of lifting heavy things in any like awkward directions. It's very important to have those stable knees. Another thing actually that is bad in the military is backs. Low back pain is really prevalent in people who were in the military before. And that brings me right back to the recovery portion. Doesn't it make you wonder why they don't have really good recovery or a way to rehab or prehab or just injury prevention? Injury prevention, I think, in the military should be numero uno. And a lot of occupations, to be fair, especially if they're physically demanding, like I mentioned before. I mean, you could even have a wellness program like for your job. I mean, we're going to sidetrack from military to corporate, but like if you really wanted to take care of your employees and kind of give them that ability to take care of themselves while they're at work with stretching or any type of strength training, like why not give them a portion of the day? Yeah, sure. They have a break, 30 minute to an hour break for some, depending where you work, but why can't we get a break midday or pay for gym memberships or have a gym on site or have a stretching room on site. Like I think these things are needed for people um, to keep performing well at their job and pretty much to prevent injury. Because if you think you can't get injured while sitting at a desk all day, completely wrong. Imagine what sitting at your desk does to your posture. If you're an accountant for 20 years, you're constantly hunched over, you're going to have bad posture. I work sales for a little bit, which is probably the most, most desk-ridden job I've had ever. Um, and I felt my posture getting worse. And I, I don't have the best posture, um, but it was a hell of a lot better before I started sales versus when I left. Um, I feel good now, but it's just something that I was literally conscious. I would have a chiropractor like pop in and be like, yo, your posture is so bad. And what am I supposed to say? Oh, you're wrong? No. No. I look like a snake in the chair just sitting there trying to type. It wasn't the best. It wasn't my proudest moment. But still, that's why we strengthen all those muscles in the back. We work on that posture. All right, we got a little sidetracked. Back to the agenda. How do we strengthen and maintain the knee joint? Uh, this seems pretty obvious. It might not be to some people, but to me it seems obvious. You use it. You use your knee, essentially, and there is interesting research. And I want to say other methods to train your knee. Philosophies, I'll say. I'm not even going to go through all the words I'm trying to pinpoint on this guy. Before we move on to this, be wary about what you hear when it comes to the knees. Anything, actually, when it comes to health and wellness and nutrition, be skeptical. Okay, look for an answer. Look for a second, third opinion and just try to formulate your own. There is a lot of hogwash that literally floats around, especially now with social media. There's a bunch of SHIT that just be floating, making no sense. And if it does make sense or, or it's too good to be true, sometimes it is, man. I mean, sometimes that stuff, you can't get abs in six weeks. 
couple months, maybe if you cut down on your body fat and do the right exercises. But you know, there's no, there's no quick, quick progress in this. That's everlasting. You know, it takes years and months to develop for your body to develop and get used to moving properly and being used properly. So just always be skeptical about what you read, what people are preaching. You know, they could be selling something. Just be careful, have discussion about it, and just do some research as well. Okay, so we strengthened the knee, one, by correcting your form. So when we went over the ankle and the foot last week, essentially we focused on keeping that foot nice and stable and working on the mobility within that ankle, you know, moving it left and right, back and forth, just trying to not let it get stiff, especially if you sustain any injuries in your ankle. Maybe like uh, Achilles tendon tear, you sprained it, you know, first degree, second degree, broke it from any type of injuries, plantar fasciitis even, that is an injury. It does affect your foot and it will definitely affect your balance. Um, Even having flat feet. Yeah, not being aware of that isn't the best thing. You need a mind-body connection everywhere in your body. I mean, I was actually just thinking today when I was training people, I picked up a kettlebell for a deadlift. And I thought about how flat my feet were. Not flat. Not flat. I don't have flat feet. I got an arch. But how stable is the word I'm looking for. So stable on the floor, dude. I felt like a tree. It sounds so stupid for me to say that. But I really felt rooted to the ground. Like I felt like I could rip Excalibur out of the ground. Couldn't. But I felt like I could. And that's only because I developed that mind-body connection. And I've really like worked on my feet. Balance mainly. I worked on balance mainly, Um, but I work on all that and it's just different. I actually feel different in the way I move. And I also mentioned that I, I changed my shoes up. So that also helps, but we're not being biased here. I'm not giving all the credit to the shoes. All right. I did work too. Um, but that definitely changed the game. So if you have painful knees pretty much, and and a lot of this is going to come from like range of motion too. Okay. If your knees hurt, you're not going to be able to bend it all the way. And that's your body protecting you. It's not a bad thing. Well, it's bad to us because we want to do things normally. But your body is just protecting itself. So when you can't bend your knee fully, you have to ease into that. You can't just dive into that. There's no way that the joint would be able to handle that. Um, And even mentally, most people can't even push themselves to do that. Back in the day, my friend tore his ACL in soccer. And he was literally frightened. Frightened of physical activity for like two years after. And it makes sense. I mean, he was so active all the time. So he kind of got that stripped away from, you know, he was very athletic. And speaking from experience, when you lose your ability to practice that sport, it weighs heavy on you. Okay. So I understood his fear and apprehension a little bit. But after a while, you know, about a year in, I was, I kind of pushed him towards fixing it, trying to strengthen it, trying to get back on course. Um, But he was very convinced that that was not possible. Um, So it's kind of hard to convince people that they can't do that. They can overcome the obstacle. Now I look at injuries that happen nowadays with people with ACLs and they're on their feet by the end of the day. I mean, Kevin Ware, we all remember this from a couple years ago with this boy jumped, landed wrong, and he broke his tibia in what, three places? He broke it into chunks of three. There were three bone pieces in this man's leg. And he was walking that next day, I believe. He was literally walking, putting weight on it and everything. 
It's not the same thing as a ligament tear. But there are times these athletes go through ACL tears and they're back within weeks. Back when my friend tore his ACL, months, my man was off his foot for so long. Brace for months, it literally changed changed his life, changed the way he moved, put on weight, changed the activity level, changed his mental capacity for sports. So it's, it's a big hindrance. It's a big hindrance, but it's good that people aren't out of commission for so long. Now they get they snap back so fast. They snap back so quick. So it's definitely good, at least when it comes to certain injuries. We haven't figured out the key for quick recovery for everybody. Another thing that I'm going to mention for strengthening and maintaining the knee directly, you got balance work and the unilateral leg work. Let's go on balance work real quick. We'll start there. Um, you can challenge yourself, the stability of your knee, foot, and ankle by simply standing on one leg. Okay, you just need an uneven surface, and this can literally be done anywhere. Um, as long as you're unstable, you're practicing your balance. If you are standing on one leg on the on on the very last step of your staircase, and you're not wobbling, you got good balance there. Kudos, man. Now, if you go on a wall that's four feet in the air and you lift your leg, it's not going to be the same. You're going to wobble a lot because your body is just not used to being at that point in, in, in space, you know what I mean? Like it's not used to being that high up, trying to balance on one leg. It's It's got a lot of adapting to do. Um, so, but you can buy a BOSU ball. You can buy a wobble board. You can find some uneven surface. Start with two legs, okay, because one leg's a little advanced. But start with two legs on an uneven surface and then move to one. And I think the best way to progress through these things is time yourself See how long you can hold the stand. So if you're balancing for one leg with your knee held high, right out in front of you, see how long you can hold it. Aim for a minute. Every time your foot touches the ground, count it as a touchdown. Mark a piece of paper, mark it in your mind, and keep count. The next time you try to balance in that same exact position, you know, in a week or two from now, count how many times your foot touches the ground. If your foot touched the ground less times than previously, progress. If it touched down more, uh, you got to figure out why it touched that more. Maybe you didn't sleep enough. Maybe you didn't eat enough. Maybe you're tight. Maybe you were sick for the past six days. Who knows? There are f- tons of factors that affect the way people um, basically operate in everyday life. It's just something that you would have to pinpoint if there was ever a cause for backwards movement. You know, and that's normal. I was training somebody last month. We were pushing 70 pounds, 75 pounds overhead press. Okay, he did it three days before, no problem. Dude, he moved it. He moved it like butter, okay? It's like somebody took a stick of butter, warmed it up with a lighter, and just slid it up and down the wall. It was smooth. It was controlled. did very well. However, two days after that, or two sessions after that, I should say, so he did that lift on Monday, and then on Friday, we wanted to test him again on it. So I loaded the bar back up, and wouldn't you know it, he did six less reps than he did on Monday. This did not occur as a problem to me. You know, you got to adapt to certain weights, but to him, it was a problem. It was really in his head, man. He looked at me, he looked me down in my face, and he and he said, "Why am I going backwards?" He's like, "Why was that so hard? Why am I so tired?" He's like, "What's wrong?" Monday, I did it just fine. Okay, so this is a Friday, so you probably don't even want to deal with this frustration. He just wants to lift, finish the job, and go home and relax for the weekend. 
this really got in his head. So my answer to him simply was, analyze what you did the past three days. I I straight up told him that it was neurologically he's going to adapt before his muscles and joints all catch up, which is fine. So people see quick gains in the beginning. Sometimes you just got to slow it down. And that could be my fault as a trainer too. I could have loaded him up and it could have been too much or it just wasn't the right time. Okay. So I have to hold myself accountable too with that. And anytime my client has questions or they're really bamboozled by something, I do my best to kind of look into it and give them that answer back. But I told him, I said, look into your eating, look into your sleep. If you have any injuries, how tight are you? Did you feel warmed up? You know, and, and he kind of just made a little list in his head. And then wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it after that discussion? Every week after that, we do a check-in. So he comes in, I ask everybody how they're doing. I say, how's your body feeling? You feeling all right? Aches, pains. How's your mental? How you been eating? How you been sleeping? Okay, we just get a little touch base. But when I notice that he does something wrong in his set, maybe not, 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 not something wrong, but maybe he doesn't feel right. We've all done bad reps. And there are times when he has a bad rep and I see it in his face. I'll get frustrated. And then after the set, he doesn't really get mad about it or get upset about it. He doesn't get down on himself. He looks at me in the face and he goes, ooh, that didn't feel right. And I say, why? And then he, he tells me. He tells me why, whether he's warmed up or not, whether he feels tired or not, whether he thinks he tweaked something, if he got plenty of sleep the night before. There are times where he goes, hey, man, I woke up at three o'clock. I didn't sleep that much before this session. We do some training. We take it easy. He did good. He does good. It's just you can't perform at your best, man, if you're lacking in a lot of things. Um, So just keep that in mind. And again, that applies to the balance work. So, so I went all sidetrack again, but we're going to basically go over correct form is one way to fix and take care of your knee joint. Improving your balance is another way to take care of your knee joint. And I say unilateral leg work. So this means single sided leg work, uh, a pistol squat, uh, a simple sit down in a chair and stand up with one leg. You can do reverse lunges, forward lunges, side lunges. Anything that targets one side of your body, because and this is this is the thought process. One side of your body is obviously more unstable than both of your feet on the ground, right? I think everybody can agree on that. So if you do a two-legged squat, basic body weight squat, you got both feet applying pressure into the ground, both hips keeping you stable, you know, both sets of adductors keeping your legs steady, ankles, feet, all of it. Once you have or once you're doing a workout with one leg, you lose that whole other portion of stability. That's obvious. But what is not obvious to people is how difficult it is. Once they sit, and everybody can try this. Go sit in a chair, go sit on a bench, sit wherever the hell you want. Make sure it's not too low, though. Plant plant one foot in front of you, you know, flat foot. Make sure you got that tripod foot, pinky toe, big toe, heel. And your other leg, just put it straight out in front of you, heel on the ground. Take a breath, squeeze your core, and stand up. What happens? Either your knee is going to track so far forward it's going to feel alien. You're going to throw your torso forward so you can use momentum to stand up. Or your knee is going to go left and right at a crazy angle and it's not going to feel good. It ain't going to look good either. And you'll know it. 
That's that instability I'm talking about. Single-sided work literally just shows imbalances that otherwise couldn't be seen when you're working with two hands. But it's don't neglect two leg work though. Okay, just switch them out. So do individual leg work and you can do them all in the same workout. Okay, you could do regular bodyweight squats and then do reverse lunges. You could do barbell squats in the beginning and then reverse lunges halfway through your workout or at the end, anything like that. Just don't neglect doing you know, bilateral and unilateral work. And that goes for the upper body too. Not everybody's in their bench press. Uh, watch people bench press. Sometimes they push more with the left side than the right side. I mean, that's normal. There's imbalances all the time, but we, when training, have to be aware of that. And it's not necessarily that we're training for sports or anything, man. It's just longevity, recreational lifting. I mean, whatever you're listening to this podcast for, Getting the little getting little tips on life and how to take care of yourself or just kind of exposing yourself to the world of health and fitness. Anybody can use use that tip. Bilateral and unilateral work, important for your body. Don't you forget it. And again, don't neglect your feet or your ankles. But let me give you some exercises um, that you could do for your knees. Let me give you some exercises and stretches that you can do to maintain your knee. Okay, let's start with stretches. This is the easiest thing for everybody. You can stretch your quad. Well, what you want to focus on whenever you're caring about your joints is you want to stretch the muscles above and below. Muscles cause tension. They hold tension. So when they're super tight, they pull. When they're super loose, that's just a little imbalance. Not so bad, but still not good. So if your quad is too tight, it'll pull on your kneecap. If your shins are too tight, calves are too tight, it'll pull on the kneecap or all the ligaments that are attached in the area. Hamstrings as well, hip adductors as well. So here are some very basic stretches. If you do not know what these are, you can look these up on Google. I'm sure they got videos, I'm sure they got pictures. If anything, I'll up my, upload my own to the Facebook. You just gotta give me a couple days, okay? Okay. Start with stretches for the quads. This is the most basic stretch ever. We've all done it in all of our gym classes. Just stand up tall, put one hand on the wall, Grab your, grab the foot of one of your legs, man, and just pull it up to your butt. That's the quad stretch. Stretch the quad. Hold any static stretch, man, for about a minute to two minutes. Don't forget to do both quads. Hamstring stretch, easy. Easy. Touch your toes. You can't touch your toes because you got low back pain. I want you to find a bench, a chair, a couch, anything. Stand, stand, just stand in front of it. Put one leg on the couch, chair, bench, anything like that, and try to touch your toe. Keep your back straight as you can, and just try to reach for your toe. You're going to feel a splitting pain, or discomfort, I should say, on the back of your leg, and that's your hamstring stretching, baby. So don't run away from it. Don't overdo it either, okay? One to two minutes, um, and if you're going to cry, you're doing too much. Don't do that much. Glutes, glutes. Hmm. Sit down on the floor. It's called the figure four stretch. I've seen it referred to, but it's just a glute stretch. You sit down on the floor, um, on your butt, plant your hands behind you, and just bend your knees, okay? Put one ankle on top of your other knee. Your legs are going to form like a little figure four, okay? This one you might really have to honestly just look it up. I'm going to upload a video. It's really not too complicated. But verbally explaining it, my God, it's a test. And all you're going to do is turn on your hip and just lean forward. Sit on the ground. Put one ankle 
on top of the knee of your bent leg. Twist a little bit and lean forward. Figure four stretch for your glutes. Look it up. Very useful. And if you want to make it a little deeper, sit on a ball. Sit on a tennis ball, sit on a golf ball. Maybe not a golf ball if you're not ready for that. Sit on a lacrosse ball. That's what I do. Helps out. Adductor stretch is the most basic thing, man. Y'all ever heard of the butterfly stretch? Frog pose. Frog pose is a real good one. It's similar to child's pose, except your legs are just wider. Okay? Similar to child's pose, your legs are just wider and your hips are open. It's kind of like you're doing a straddle stretch, but it's called the frog pose. It's fantastic. Exercises for your knees. Well, I should say to strengthen your knees or the muscles around your knees. Calf raises. Fantastic. Do them seated. Do them standing. Um, both is good. Either or is fine. Do not overdo it. Do not do a thousand reps. I did a hundred plus reps once of calf raises after not working out for months. And I think I tore or strained the ligament in the back of my kneecap. Man, I was literally hunched over for two days. Uh, I didn't even know I could do that. It was the biggest surprise for me, but it hurt like hell. And ever since then, man, we take calf raises real slow. We take it easy. We do not push ourselves that high because that was so bad. I couldn't even stand up straight. That was the craziest thing about it. So the first exercise you got for your quads is a squat, basic squat, or do wall sits. Squat or wall sits. Same muscles. They work great. If you're going to do your hamstrings, I suggest everybody work on their RDL it's the most direct to like the hip hinge, man. Romanian deadlift, RDL. You can do it with a dumbbell. You can do it with a kettlebell, a barbell, a straight bar. The skulls of your enemies. It don't matter. You could do it with anything. But the second one is an RDL. Glutes. You can do a glute bridge. All right. You got you to strengthen the butt cheeks. So do a glute bridge. If you want to make it harder, do a single leg glute bridge. Okay, so we got squats for the quads, RDL for the hammies, glute bridge for the glutes, mm -hmm, and calf raises for the calves. Seated or standing, up to you. Do not overdo it. Aim for something simple. Um, 20 squats ain't bad. 20 RDLs ain't bad. You know, if you're not doing like 300-pound RDLs, you're fine. Um, calf raises, you could literally go pretty high, um, but just start with like 2 by 20. 1 by 20, 2 by 20, nothing crazy. And same thing with glue bridges. Um, you want to keep these healthy and you want to stretch them afterward. Okay, do both. Don't just do one. If you only do one, then those muscles are going to get so tight. You're just going to exacerbate the problem, I believe. So don't forget to stretch and mobilize. And if you really do have any wild knee problems um, and you try any of this stuff or you look into any of this stuff and you're unsure, talk to your doctor or a physical therapist, Okay. That's the smartest thing to do. You got to take care of your body. And remember what I said in, earlier in the episode, man, you got to get a second and third opinion. That's just, it's how it works. You got to take care of yourself. And the only person that can do that the best is you. I um, mean, don't let the mental aspect of an injury get into your head. Okay. Like I said about my friend earlier, an injury will totally knock you off your horse. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it'll make you run from the things that you like. You know, you you blow your knee out and it's it's better. You still won't play basketball if you used to play basketball. 
You know, if you tear your hamstring, when you, if you're a sprinter and you tear your hamstring, the next time your hamstring's healed and you go to sprint, you are going to sit there and you're going to be a little, you're going to be a little skeptical. Okay. You're going to be a little fearful. Just do not let that get in the way. The best way to combat that is take it slow. Understand progression and regression and don't ever push your body, muscle, joint, anything past its limitations. That's how you will get an injury. So progress slow. And I know a lot of people don't have the patience for it, um, but it's necessary. Okay. Patience is a virtue. I'm going to read y'all some ways to manage all this. Okay. I got it off of a link that I'm going to be putting in the show notes once this gets sent on air. Um, And you can check all that out. I have other resources too for information that I used in this. But listen, you can strengthen and stretch your knee. We went over that. Uh, Another option is get down to a healthy weight. Important. The amount of weight you have on your body can be a lot on your joints. That's just how it is. So get to a healthy weight and strength train. Um, Do low impact things, okay? So running may be out of the question for a lot of people, and that's okay. So use an elliptical, use a rower, just do walking, go swim, take an aqua aerobics class. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Again, be cautious with sports, always. You are definitely going to be a little skeptical when it comes to sports, but it's up to you to pretty much rebuild that confidence in yourself and in your body. Just take it slow. That's the advice. Take it very slow. Um, Stay active is another one that you can do. Obvious. You got to walk, okay? You have to use your knee. If you actually don't use your knee, that's when you do not produce synovial fluid in your joint and it will get dry and it will hurt. There's a guy called the knees over toes guy. His name is Ben Patrick. I believe he is front running the textbooks in this case. Sounds crazy, but uh, look it up. End range for your knee is very important. End range for your knee is important. So work on stretching and getting full range of motion. That means you want to be able to fully extend and flex your knee. Mix up your routine. So don't always do the same things. You know, keep your knee guessing if just body work, unilateral work, do some strength training. Okay. Mix it up. Don't always do the same things. Um, And again, last thing I said, increase your range of motion. It's the most important thing you can do as you get older. Um, even in your, even in your younger years, you want to have a fully mobile body to get the best out of life. You keep a good quality of life um, basically by maintaining a healthy body and mind and spirit. All right. Thank you for listening to Fit Talk with Nick. Please feel free and leave a review or share this with your friends and family or anybody that you think might enjoy this. You can find the show on rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com or anywhere you can get podcasts. Please feel free to join the group on Facebook. Um, post questions, discussions, books, videos, anything that will get the community involved because I want everybody to learn, pretty much just feed off of one another. Um, but again, feel free to send me emails, comments. Uh, you can email me at askfitnick at gmail.com. Keep learning, stay consistent, and have a fantastic day, everybody. Peace. Peace.